Sunshine in about low 70s. More sunshine and warmer yet. Becoming more humid too Monday with highs of mid 70s. Warmer days are ahead, and you're invited to fun family shopping at the Spring into Summer Arts and Crafts Show. There'll be an Easter bunny and free face painting for the kids. No admission charge and doors open at 9 a.m. Saturday, February 24th, Magnolia Park Recreation District, 13,000, Louisiana 40, Folsom, Louisiana. No admission charge and doors open at 9 a.m. Get more info on Facebook at Spring into Summer Arts and Crafts Show. It is a beautiful Friday, TGIF, out here at the Coolwater Ranch. I'm Marianne Fitzmorse, and this is The Food Show. We would love to talk food with you. Patty, I like to wait sometimes just to be fun, just just to torture you, see if you're on <laughs> <Thanks>. your toes. <laughs> we were getting a little close on that one, I would say. Yeah, we were. All right. Uh, let's see. What do we do? Well... Um, unfortunately, all I have to report is that uh, I was heading down to Mandeville Seafood to get some of their crawfish. And <laughs> I mean, I couldn't get into the parking lot. So I turned around and decided to uh, get a fried flounder sandwich at Popeye's. And I only decided to do that because on the way down there, I looked over and I saw a fried flounder sandwich advertised on their window. And I thought, well, you know what? Let me check and see what theirs is like. Have you had that, Patty? At no, I have not. I don't know how many years I've been doing it. Mm -mm. Okay. So I drove up and it was five ninety nine for the sandwich. So I asked her for one and didn't get the combo. And she said, spicy or regular? And I went, oh, no, now I got to try the other one too. So I ordered Tom a Dr. Pepper and made one a combo. And I got the other one. So I have one spicy and one not spicy. I think I prefer the filet of fish. I'm going to have to have a filet of fish this season just to see what it's like because they're advertising that as well. And I think last year I said I was going to get everybody's fish sandwich and then I tired of the program after one or two because honestly, it's not very good. You know, they're not very good. And uh, I would much prefer to invest the calories in what we are going to do, which is go across the lake after the show and pick up a couple of the restaurant fish fries. I think Gabrielle is doing it again. I saw one for Basin Seafood. Redfish Grill has a really cool Vietnamese-style whole fish, but I'm not into the Vietnamese flavor, so no matter how beautiful it is. And it's a whole fish, which means I have to make sure that there are no bones going in front of Tom. And that's kind of terrifying for me. So we will just stick with uh, the filet of fish, not the McDonald's kind, but the ones at the restaurants. And also we are going to hit a Catholic one 
somewhere this afternoon. Are you doing anything in the fish fry realm today, Patty? No, not today. We have a party to go to tonight, so we're oh. not gonna mm. we're not gonna do that today. Much better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For those of us who weren't invited to a party, we will stick with the fish fry. So last night, we went to uh, Pardo's. It was a lovely evening. We went and sat out on their patio, which I do not understand never gets any traction when we're there. It's a gorgeous place with an interior courtyard And by that, I mean it's in the front of the building, but it's walled. And it's just gorgeous. There's a fireplace. They have these nice sofas. And there's never anybody there. I don't understand it. So we sit out there, though. And we're sort of at the first table where people are walking in. So we get to see all the glamorous people coming in to dine and celebrate birthdays of which there were quite a number last night in really fashionable outfits, I must say. The food was obscenely delicious. It was spot on every single thing we had. I couldn't believe how fantastic it was. And I just wish I could have had some self-control, but I didn't, naturally. Fortunately, the most decadent thing was a side portion because I would have eaten whatever was there. And I would have really been, it would have been over the top because it was seriously decadent. We started out with the oyster preparation, which is always different. And this was out of sight fantastic. It was gorgeous. It was just, I mean, I can't say enough wonderful things about it. It was funny that it's the same preparation that Tom had at Patois, which I wasn't even sure if he would like. It was the buffalo preparation with the buffalo sauce and blue cheese. But the way it was presented on this plate is Instagram worthy. So I'm going to post it on Instagram. But it is, it was, it was just beautiful. It was like the, the sauce was drizzled artfully. I feel like there were some lardons in there somewhere and blue cheese. And they did a really special thing I've never seen, which was they shredded celery. It was like braised. And then if you were to take celery and peel it, you know how it, comes in that that line that you don't really ever want to touch because it's stringy yeah well it's kind of, yeah yeah it's mm-hmm. kind of like they exacerbated that but it was fantastic it was it was like a pile of celery strings that had been done in a way that didn't offend you and it was just fabulous it was fabulous it was gorgeous and tom I, tom was swooning over it usually they have the oysters in sort of a, a line or placed around the plate but this was put into a little pile in the middle with these celery strings on top and the drizzle and just oh my gosh it was fantastic 
This was at Pardo's? This is at Pardo's. Went to Pardo's. Pardo's is open for lunch on Thursday and Friday, and I keep forgetting to say that. It's too late for this week, but remind me to say it next week, Patty, because it's really good. And the chef that's in there now is terrific. And I, I have had a love-hate relationship with Pardo's since the chef that I absolutely adored passed away about six years ago. And it's been up and down since then. But the guy that's in there now, his name is Ryan Gall. And he was at Chifuncta's. And I'm absolutely smitten with his food. So, and I've always been smitten with the place. So it's like, now we're rocking. So, um... I'm not a huge fan of the uh, charred romaine Caesar. Do you like that, Patty? It's all over the place. No, I don't. Yeah. So normally I don't care for the charred romaine Caesar. And our lovely little waitress, Brianna, was selling it hard because she was all excited about it. And so that's the main reason I got it. <coughs> but... Usually my objection to it is that it's too charred. This was not really charred. It was also just the core heart of the romaine. And it was served with these um, croutons, they called it. They were little wedges of, I guess they're focaccia, which had like a Parmesan crust on it. And then a lot of really delicious Caesar dressing. I loved the salad. I was not expecting to, but I loved it. I didn't even want to share it with Tom, and we said we were going to share it, but it was good. So uh, that was our second course, and we're going to take a break and be back, and I will talk about the best, best, best of it uh, after this. Mandeville Seafood has been a local favorite, serving their house-made roast beef poor boys, seafood poor boys, and even a French fry poor boy in a fast, casual environment. Here is an extensive menu of salads and sandwiches and fried seafood, baskets and platters, as well as sides like stuffed artichokes, meat pies, and jalapeno cheese bites, and we love the very attentive service here at Mandeville Seafood Restaurant and Market, celebrating 25 years. Parish Coffee is a small batch, handcrafted blend of carefully selected Central and South American beans, skillfully roasted to produce a coffee that is aromatic when you open the bag, robust when it's brewed, and very smooth and mellow when you drink it. This is a coffee that will take you through the day, a gourmet roast without the gourmet price. Pick up a bag where you shop or go to parishcoffee.com and see the full line. Parish Coffee. Hashtag wake up to Parish. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too. 696 is the number. If you want to talk to me, I would love to talk to you about food. That's what we do. Some Fitzmorris has been doing it for 35 years. So we had two appetizers, two courses, because Tom had his by himself. Then we were going to split the Caesar, although he didn't get that much of it. And then we got the entrees. And Tom always gets these scallops at Pardo's, which are always fantastic and in a different preparation as well. What they do on the menu is they keep the same proteins and do a different preparation every time we go, which is interesting. Definitely keeps it interesting. And they're all good. 
But last night was fantastically good. The, the scallops were seared hard. They had a nice crust on them. And they were served over a risotto. You know what? Brianna gave me the menu, which I don't have with me, but I'm going to have to look. And the risotto was divine. It was just terrific. I wanted to steal it from Tom, but he raved over that too. So I, I let him have it. And I got the chicken piccata, which was new to the menu, and which is a dish that I'm not uh, obsessed with because, you know, to get it everywhere I go. But I do like chicken piccata, and I will get it if I have had the other things on the menu or if I'm at a French restaurant or something. And I always like it. This was... Not the best chicken piccata that I've had, but it was very good. And, I mean, anything that you have capers on, I'm there. So uh, it was served with broccolini, which I am not a huge fan of, but I liked this last night. For some reason, I liked this broccolini more than usual. And it was served with little fingerling potatoes that were sliced horizontally and roasted. And it was a lovely plate of food. But for some reason, I think that chicken piccata needs either one or two things. It either needs to be served alongside like a French vinaigrette frisée salad or pasta. And since I decided I was going for it last night, I asked him to do a little side of Alfredo. Because they, they make all their pasta in-house, and I know they have it. They had another pasta dish that was... I'm trying to remember what it was a seafood arrabbiata which I don't care for for red sauce and seafood together so I didn't get that but I knew they had it in the house so I asked for some um, Alfredo I was so glad that it came in one of those bowls that's huge you know and it's got like the the perimeter surface is enormous but there's actually only a little indention in the middle for whatever it is you know those kind of bowls patty i like them. yeah i, I see do. them a I lot like at fancy mm -hmm. restaurants yeah so it was a smallish bowl and it was filled it was definitely filled with this alfredo and i thought well you know that's kind of a small portion but that's probably good but oh my gosh the flavor of the alfredo it was like if you could imagine the most decadent four cheese pasta cream sauce it, and then more cheese on top of that. It was killer divine. And so I, uh, I kept a eating that. It was a spaghetti and I, uh, I really enjoyed it. And I was glad when it was over because I knew that I shouldn't be eating more of that, but I would have kept eating it. It was a spectacularly delicious meal. And then uh, Tom had, usually Brianna is right there after we've had too much to eat. She is right there to encourage us to get some desserts that they're working on in the kitchen or that, you know, has a special thing that she really likes. And she wasn't last night, so I was sort of surprised by that and really glad because I normally will oblige, but I don't really need it. And so um, Tom got the creme brulee, which had, I guess, Louisiana strawberries on it. They were delicious. 
And Tom was raving about that as well. Even though he said he was full, he ate the whole thing pretty quickly. Patty, have you had any strawberries yet? Uh, no, I have not. I think they're pretty good. I think they're. I think it's going to be another really good season. Uh, so that was Pardo's. Pardo's in Mandeville, which is uh, closer to Madisonville, really, but uh, on Highway 22. I am really excited about this iteration of Pardo's. And I feel like it's a keeper. So I'm, I'm super. I used to always say that uh, the original chef. Uh, gosh, I'm drawing a blank on his name now. Marvin and uh, and Osmond, the owner, were like a marriage made in heaven. And I feel like we could be getting back to that situation, which I really love because love the place. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. So we did not have the crawfish at Mandeville Seafood. We will have to do that when we can do it because I have a feeling it's going to look like that for a while. Uh, we'll have to go at an off time. And uh, the turnaround was to get the Popeye's flounder sandwiches. So I took a bite of the regular one, and I thought it was fine. Nothing more than fine. I don't need to ever eat it again. It was... It looked better in the picture on the window. It was a little, like, kind of very thin flounder. And uh, it was fine. It had nice pickles on it, good little sauce. And then I tasted the spicy one. And that was inedible. It was so spicy. I took a bite of it, and it just kind of stopped me in my tracks. And then I had to kind of arrange for Tom to eat. So I had, you know, I was doing that. And then I came back to it. The fire in my throat was lingering. And then I took another bite or two and I was like, okay, this is official, not edible. So I did not finish eating it. That's the Popeye's flounder sandwich for Lent. If anyone's had it, I would like to hear your thoughts about it. Five five six nine six nine six. If you're going to a fish fry, where are you going? We're still deciding on the Catholic one on the South Shore. If you have a favorite one, let us know. I would like to go there. We've done a couple of them on the South Shore. I'll probably do something in Metairie this time. And uh, we will have gone to pick up one or two of the restaurant fried fish fry plates. I'm a little surprised. That has tapered off considerably. I was looking on Instagram, which is where you will usually find those things, and I saw only the ones that I mentioned. I saw the Redfish Grill, which would not be something to take out, and they didn't indicate you should take it out. It was not like a um, the one that is advertised for Gabrielle is in a to-go container. The one at Basin Street Seafood is not. So I don't know. Maybe we'll stop in and eat at one of those and then pick up Gabrielle and then pick up another one. We had fun last weekend doing that. It was like, you know, we didn't have anything else to do. So we got in the car. It was a nice uh, evening. We drove around a little bit. We landed at Mary Queen of Peace. That was a terrific one. And I will definitely go back there, but not tonight. We're going to be on the South Shore. And so uh, we're going to 
We're going to stick over there. So I guess that would be Metairie. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to me, let's do it. Love to hear where you have been eating. We do the best we can. Today I only had Popeyes for you, but of course there was that uh, Pardo's, which is highly recommended. Today's National Banana Bread Day. I said I was going to make Tom some banana bread today for Banana Bread Day, but I don't think I'm going to get to it. Unless I do it when we come home. I could still... Uh, I could still do that. Of course, I have to get the bananas, which will not be super ripe. So that's kind of a problem. Today is, yeah, National Banana Bread Day. All right. I was just checking to make sure I wasn't on the wrong day. About Banana Bread Day, Tom has two sentences, which is about what you would expect. As a nugatory as that may sound, it rings a bell because if you buy bananas, it's almost a certainty you will buy too many. When bananas become overripe, they're in the perfect state for making banana bread. It's great for breakfast and makes a pretty good late night snack. Patty, you make banana bread, don't you? Yes, I do. I like it. What recipe do you use? Uh, I have a recipe in um, one of my good housekeeping cookbooks mm. that I just okay. use. I also have an old cookbook that I just love, and it's uh, James Beard on Bread. And it's a cookbook of nothing but bread recipes. So when I get really ambitious or I have a lot of time, <laughs> I'll pull that out. Because it's a little more complicated, obviously, because it's James Beard. But uh, he's got some great recipes in there that I have a lot of fun with. That's for when you're sipping your Peruvian coffee. That's right. <laughs> and noshing on your Indian food. You pull out the James Beard and make the banana bread for dessert. And he's got right. apple bread Patty's, and all, I mean, all kinds of cinnamon. Patty's alter, why do I keep calling you Patty? Patty's <laughs> alter ego. That's right. The gourmet patty. All I right. love baking bread. I just love doing that. You and know, just... I really want to start baking bread, and I am desperately looking for this cookbook that I love, which is a very famous French bakery called Poilin. And uh, I have it in this house, and I do not know where it is. And I want to make their pan de mie so that I can start. Uh, I, I want to make it using... Um, Belgard flour, because that's the real stuff with the actual non-GMO wheat altered altered wheat, and uh, I could feel good about making that. So I think I'm going to um, yeah, really do up. a push to find it. What? Dig it up. It's in your house somewhere. I know, but you don't know how hard that is. <laughs> I always use the white lily flour because that's what Tom like told me to use. Yeah, yeah, I like it too. Mm -hmm. But it's, you know, it's still American flour. Mm -hmm. And so I am sure that the Belgard version of flour is going to be chewier and denser, but also probably more flavorful. But I do like White Lily. I like White Lily a lot. And um, I'm trying to think. Well, no, it, I was going to say uh, Martha White, but really... It's white lily. That's what it is. And it's always on I'm the bottom up. shelf. Yes. Well, it's for the it's for the it's for the gourmet American bread bakers. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> and there are less of those than the Pillsbury kind. Yeah. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. We're going to be talking to the Noki people today. 
I don't know. I guess this is their first one of the year. Yeah, it is. So they do four, and um, we usually go to them. I think it's probably next week if they're on. They're probably starting next week. Yeah, they're starting next week. It's a limited number of opportunities, but we will find out what they are. I pretty much know them by heart, but I just want to make sure before I say it. So uh, we'll be finding out about their Caribbean menu. And she's also going to have, have two students on, too. So she oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, she said she thought that you would like to talk to the students. So she's got a couple of students coming on, too. Yeah, good. I would. Is that Leslie? Uh, yes. It? Well, you're going to yeah. have Rebecca Kalaska, the chef that's in charge of it. Okay. And then she's got two, she brought two students. Why does that name sound familiar, Kalaska? I feel like we talked to a Kalaska. But we talk to a lot of people, and at some point their names will get jumbled up. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. I'm looking to see if there's something I need to use out of this physiology of eating. And so I will do that at the break, which is coming up from the Louisiana radio network is that right the louisiana radio network there's usa right. news usa is at the radio top of network. the hour yeah. yeah right yeah well i wish that well never mind <laughs> <laughs> too much too much information let's just leave it at that <laughs> it is 2 30 and it's time for the news for louisiana radio network we will be back with more of the food show after this tgif what are you doing this weekend give us a call the Louisiana House has approved legislation that expands the methods the state can carry out an execution. Hammond Representative Nicholas Mascarello's measure would give the state the option to use the electric chair or nitrogen to end the life of a death row inmate. These all have been found legal under the Supreme Court, and therefore we felt like it was a viable option, and we wanted to use every option available. Now, ultimately, the, the Secretary of Department of Corrections will have the ultimate decision. The House voted 71 to 29 in favor of the legislation and heads to the Senate for further debate. Early Literacy Matters ranks Louisiana for its comprehensive policy for kindergarten through third grade students. Department of Education Deputy Superintendent Jenna Chasson says the state was recognized for implementing a universal reading scanner for students having trouble reading. When that screener, you know, lets an educator know that that student um, maybe has deficits in certain areas and is struggling, that teacher and that school is then required to create an individual reading plan. LouisianaRadioNetwork.com. This is Nancy Landry, your Secretary of State. The Louisiana presidential primary is March 23rd. As a reminder, only registered Democrats and Republicans may vote in their respective party's primary. All qualified voters, regardless of party, may vote in local elections within their jurisdiction. Register to vote or update your registration in person or by mail by February 21st or online by March 2nd. Visit geauxvote.com for more information. Having health insurance is important. So, if you or anyone in your family has Medicaid or CHIP, listen up. Check your mail for a renewal form from your state. Complete the form and mail it back right away so you don't lose your coverage. If you do lose Medicaid or CHIP, visit healthcare.gov to see if you're eligible to enroll in a low-cost, quality health plan. Keep your family covered. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. This is Ed Horrell, founder of The Kindness Revolution. I read a blog today and the title caught my attention. It said, if you spot it, you got it. The author went on to explain that often when we focus on the behavior of others, 
it's because we might tend to display that particular behavior ourselves. When we criticize others for their anger or their snap decisions or their impatience, it might just be because we display those tendencies ourselves. Sometimes we get so caught up in criticizing how others behave, we're blind to our own behavior. Maybe this is a good time to reflect on a couple of things. One would be to slow down before we judge others. The second, and maybe most important, would be to take a look at our own behavior and ask ourselves if we're pleased with it. That simple process just might make us better people and make our worlds a little kinder. To learn more, check us out at thekindnessrevolution.net. The solar eclipse is coming in April, and you're going to be hearing a lot about it as it gets closer. You'll also be hearing about how important it'll be to have your solar eclipse glasses for your family and friends. Why not buy them from the store that promotes kindness? Simply go to shop-kindness.com and buy yours today. That's shop-kindness.com. By the way, our listeners get a 20% discount on all items. So head to shop-kindness.com and enjoy the eclipse safely with your family and friends. Remember, shop-kindness.com. I get misty just holding your hand. Yes, indeed. 556-9696 is the number. I'm Marianne Fitzmorse, and this is The Food Show, and we talk about food. Talk about other things sometimes, but we talk about food mostly. Try to decide what I'm doing tomorrow, Patty. I I want to go to the boucherie, but I also want to go to that thing in St. Bernard. I know, that sounds like the fun. Coast. I, I feel like I'd be more comfortable with the food at the boucherie, which is going to be hogshead cheese, etc., than whatever crawling things are happening at the cook-off for the coast. But I am fascinated, nevertheless, by the cook-off for the coast. And um, I may very well do that. Uh, you will get no reports on rooster, uh, not rooster, but um, raccoon. There will be okay. just don't even, <laughs> no. you know better, no. Patty, but no. just in case but you know what would be fun. Credit. You know what would be fun to see who eats it, you know, <laughs> and go talk to them. Say, why are you eating that? <laughs> well, they're eating it because they're more adventuresome than we really? are. Really? But, but. We prove yeah. that you do not have to be an adventuresome eater to do a food show. No, you don't. <laughs> but you do have to love food. And I mean, who doesn't? Well, I would say who doesn't love food. But I think there are people who really don't love food. They tend to look better and their clothes fit better than ours. 556-9696. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six. That's the number. And I would love for you to use it because we'll be us here for the next half hour. And uh, then we will be talking to our guest from Doki. So I'd like to hear from you if you would be so inclined. You know, the other day I was reading from this almanac. So you've already heard this stuff because like I do that sometimes. I put the wrong one up and then, oh, well, there it is. Uh, so we'll do we'll do some more for another one. Oh gosh, tomorrow is National Tortilla Chip Day. I do love tortilla chips. I don't love them as much as my daughter does, but I really do love them. Do you like them, Patty? I do. do I like tortilla, tortilla chips. chips. Mm-hmm. Okay, so do you only eat them with salsa? Do you eat them with nachos? Do you eat them? I'm tempted to take the tortilla chips that 
we waste whenever we go to La Coretta and bring them home and make a lasagna, a Mexican version of lasagna using tortilla chips. I bet that would be good. I've, I've done it using tortillas, but I bet you mm-hmm. it would be good with tortilla chips, even if you only put them on the top. No, no, this is, I, I had a dish like that. My son's mother-in-law loves to cook, and she is, in fact, a fantastic cook. And so she will bring stuff over there all the time. And I am over there, you know, and the, um, the nannies will pull out something, and, and it'll just be what we're eating. And I started eating this. They asked me if I wanted this, I guess it was tortilla pie, she called it. And that's what it was. It was fried tortilla chips that were layered with ground meat and spicy, like, tamale flavoring stuff and uh, pepper jack cheese. And it was killer. It was delicious. I couldn't stop eating it. So I think I I thought about this the last time when the chips were good because sometimes they're not, but they were. And I felt bad because I wasn't eating fried that day. It just... It's like, let's see, am I doing it today or not? So um, I wasn't eating it that day. And I thought, you know, I'm going to put these in a bag, but I didn't. And I, I want to try that because uh, the chili that I made, the few times that I made the chili from those peppers and chili chilies and peppers, I guess chili peppers that Mary Lee got in uh, Houston, I'm still using that. And I'm still, believe it or not, Patty, smelling it. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> oh, wait. That's right. I decided I wasn't doing that. And then I've already done it, though. 556-9696 is a number. Deaf dining rule number 160. If the shells on small shrimp are soft, just... Uh, you know what? Sometimes Tom gives advice and I go, you know, don't, don't listen to that. Here's one of those. If the shells on small shrimp are soft... Just pull off the heads and eat the tail without peeling. You'll eat more shrimp that way. <laughs> Tom used to really like brag about that, that he would do that. And I thought, you know, I think that's a bad idea. I just got to say, I think it's a bad idea. You know, Kitchen Sage says you're better off if you never made shrimp dip, shrimp pate, shrimp molds, or shrimp moose again i disagree you ever had the the shrimp molds the old-fashioned kind that are like pink and they come in the bunt pan i've never i've seen them and i have never eaten one because it's gross is is that what you're saying it just does not look good okay so my sister has a few things my oldest sister has a few things that she is adamant about. And one of them is this shrimp mold. Patty, were you on the show? I don't think you were. When um, we had sort of a, um, a competition between Nicole Dorignac and my sister. Was, no, I wasn't. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. But uh, my sister got a lot of recipes from her mother-in-law, who she was very fond of and 
who apparently did a lot more cooking than my mom did. And one of them was a shrimp mold. And it's like a mayo-based thing. I guess there's sour cream in it, maybe? I don't know. I don't know what gives it its color or what gives it its texture. Maybe I'll call my sister. She's up in D.C. right now and ask her to explain the shrimp mold. We'll have fun with that. I think I'll call her at the break or text her and see if she can talk. Uh, but she, I remember for my birthday, I catered my own 60th birthday party. It was kind of a disaster because I was really enjoying the cooking. And then two of my sisters came in from out of town as a surprise. And when they showed up at my door, we just, you know, had a reunion and that was kind of the end of the cooking. And I got really far behind, but I did get enough done that I had a gorgeous, like, silver tray of charcuterie and that was the same party where I did the kefta kebabs but I didn't finish them so they look like little dry meatballs and I had a bunch of other things that I had done that were good but they were all kind of gourmet foods and then my sister brought this shrimp mold and it was just like like the um you know that old Sesame Street song one of these things just doesn't belong here it was like from the 50s and then there was all of this, you know, grilled stuff and all the kinds of stuff that we have been eating, certainly in the 21st century. But, you know, if you eat the shrimp mold with your eyes closed, it's really good. And it doesn't look bad. It just looks old fashioned. You know, it's like an old fashioned dish. Shrimp pate. I don't think I've ever had that, but I have made shrimp dip and I've done it from barbecue shrimp I've taken barbecue shrimp the sauce cream cheese chop the shrimp and it's really good and it looks good it looks like a souped up version of barbecue shrimp Shrimp mousse, you know, I just, I just feel like meat should never be a mousse. But if you think about it really hard, and you shouldn't think about it really hard, sausage or force meat, which is my favorite word for it because that's in fact exactly what it is, is kind of a denser version of mousse if you think about it. But don't think about it. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. I want to tell you about something really superb that is also legendary here. It is the LaRuth's Vanilla. Warren LaRuth was the talk of the town when he had his restaurant. It was the place to go because Warren LaRuth was an incredible tastemaker. And after the restaurant closed, much to the dismay of just about everybody who ate out in town, he went to work in test kitchens for corporations and food companies that were relying on his really special abilities to taste things. He made a number of things that are 
used commonly in big uh, applications in corporations. Uh, but the original thing that he did was vanilla. And the LaRousse vanilla was a thing. And after he passed away, his recipes were just dormant. I mean, there was no one to take it over until his grandson came of age and decided to resuscitate this brand that was golden for a long time in the city. It's called LaRouth's Gourmet Foods. Go to their website, LaRouth's Gourmet Foods, and you will see the things they have to offer, but you can purchase the vanilla in the stores. You can find that out on website too. LaRouth's Gourmet Foods. The vanilla is superb. It's, it's in a class by itself. It's a premium vanilla. And they also have some prepared foods in certain supermarkets. But go to LaRouth's Gourmet Foods. That's where you start to find all of this. LaRouth'sGourmetFoods.com. We'll be back after this. Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind. The environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb. The steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville. 985-845-9940. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings, and lots of things are seldom what they seem. Okie dokie, you can get LaRousse Vanilla at Bromart in Bell Chase and River Ridge. You can get it at Aunt Sally's Pralines Warehouse District and French Quarter. Leah's Pralines, you can get it at Dorignac's. Martin Wine Cellar Uptown and in Metairie. Maurice's French Pastries has it as well. Norjo Imports has it. The Gretna Farmer's Market, you can get it there. And Sweet Olive Market and Bakery, that is, I believe, over here on the North Shore. North Shore. 556-9696 is the number. If you want to talk to me, I would love it. Call me up and let's chat. I want to know what you're doing this weekend or where you have had dinner recently that uh, I won't say thrilled you like what we had at Pardo's last night because it was quite thrilling for me. Um, But uh, if it's, you know, well, it doesn't even have to be good because we have that experience quite a bit too. We would love it. 556-9696 is the number. All right, banana bread day. We've gone through banana bread. We have gone. We haven't gone through tortilla chips. I didn't say what Tom said about it. National Tortilla Chip Day. Tortilla chips are a big issue around our house. Not only around our house, but around our daughter mainly. <laughs> we all like guacamole and salsa here, and we have those recipes down. However, we still have a great controversy as to which chips are the best. We seem to have settled on thin white tortilla chips. I think those are better. Patty, do you like the yellow ones or the white ones? I like the white ones. Yeah, me too. Now, in Mexican restaurants, they're never white. Do you find no, any of them white? No, they're usually yellow. Yeah, they're, they're usually yellow. yellow. They're yellow, yeah. But if they're but thin the, enough 
and if they're homemade, I like them. But sometimes they're just too thick. Yeah. Have you ever been to, um, oh, uh, 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 over in Houston, um, Papacitos? I think we might have. Yeah. I'm trying to think of um, any place here that has tortilla chips even remotely resembling those. And I can't because they're light and crispy and the salsa is smoky. And it's really, it's something that my fanatical tortilla salsa Mexican food daughter would stop and get some of like a big to-go quart or two and piles of chips if she's passing through an area where there is a Papacitos or an Uncle Julio's. Because we later learned when we moved up to Bethesda that the Rio Grande that is now Uncle Julio's was the owner of that operation worked at Papacitos, which was the connection. Because we had never seen chips like that any place but at Papacitos. And there's nothing like that here. Definitely not. But we like the ones that, we like the ones at La, uh, La Coretta. I think that's probably why we go there uh, for the obvious other reasons too. But uh, their chips and salsa is, is actually really quite good. It's very fresh and um, the chips are kind of that Perfect, not too thick, not too thin. I have to go to your place, Elgato Negro, again, Patty, and see um, what we think about it. I remember liking it the last time I was there, but I've only been there once, I think. Twice, twice. Uh, let's see. You have to, yet as to be resolved, is the matter of shape. Triangular versus round. I don't like the round ones at all. Do you, Patty? Do you eat those? No, I or usually the don't. Scoops. I, like... I don't like the scoops either. Neither one of those. Yeah, I don't. Forget. Bob loves the scoops, but he I does? like the square ones. What's yeah. he like to scoop with it? Is it guac? salsa? No, salsa. Okay. Mm -hmm. oh. No, I think I like those. Um, I think they're Doritos, the big restaurant style, white, salty. That's what I like about the tortilla chip. They're salty, and it's really it's really good. Whatever you put on it, the salt helps with the flavor of whatever it is that you're putting on it. It's yummy. We also find that some brands are so bland that we're tempted to just throw them away. On the other side of the spectrum, flavored tortilla chips give the same effect you get from flavoring coffee. The current favorite among the commercial chips is Santita's. This was at our house product from Frito-Lay, which created the whole category. Ah, oh, Fritos in the 50s. I've never been, never been about Fritos. Did you eat them, Fritos? You like Fritos, right? Yeah, I like Fritos. Mm -hmm. Do you eat them now? Yeah, we do. You do? Mm -hmm. how do you? How do you eat them, and what do you eat them we with? We just eat them with, like, bean dip or some kind of dip, or uh, sometimes I'll make a Frito pie with chili and cheese. Uh-huh. Uh, what When you say Frito pie, what does that mean? It's like a layer of Fritos, chili, and cheese, and you mix it all up and eat it together. 
Okay. So it's you good old concession stand food. <laughs> we used to do it when... Where's uh, the canned cheese sauce? Yeah, when my daughter was in the band at her school, that was one of the things uh, we sold. And we just used to open up a bag of, of uh, Fritos and pour the chili in it and put cheese on top and mm-hmm. put a spoon in it and give it out. But we make them sometimes at home with homemade chili. It's pretty good. I like it. I, that whole open up the bag of Fritos, pour the chili and put the cheese in a spoon in, I had never seen that. We were at, I don't even know if they're still doing this, but um, Jonathan Gold, the late, great Jonathan Gold, was the Los Angeles version of Tom. And he was one of the founders of A Taste of L.A., which was pretty much like we do every weekend here, only it was a big deal on the I think it was Warner Brothers lot. And it was restaurants that, you know, came and did their thing. And that was the first time I'd ever had that at that event. It was a bag of Fritos with the chili, the cheese, and a spoon. And I didn't like it any more than I ever did. I just don't get Fritos. They're too they're too thick. I believe that Fritos was a central figure in one of the episodes of dun, 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 The Foods That Built America, of which I watched an episode or most of an episode last night till I fell asleep. It was about coffee. We'll get to that in a second. But back to Fritos. I was wondering if a Frito pie meant that you ground up the Fritos and made that the pie crust. Mm, no. <laughs> That's too ambitious, right? Yeah. <laughs> Then you'd have to bake well, it would, and everything. I would just say, mix yeah, I would say now that I think about it, it sounds appealing, except I don't like Fritos. I think the, the flavor is too strong and the texture, for my taste, is too thick. And um, I never started eating tortilla chips until we had moved past Fritos. But they've been around since the 50s. They were so novel then that people were raving about them all over the country what is certain is that we eat a lot, a great many tortilla chips. And Tom said he's glad they took the trans fats out of them. That's not the end of the story, though, with the processed foods. And I don't know it on automatic recall of why they're really, really bad for you, but they're still really, really bad for you. That doesn't mean I don't eat them from time to time, but I always feel guilty. I just want to make sure everybody knows I feel guilty when I do. I made... Um, I made a Frito pie once, but there were no Fritos in it. It wasn't a Frito pie. It was a tamale pie. That's what I called it. And I, I had like a jalapeno cornbread for the crust. And then I filled it with, you know, the chili and then cheese. And I don't know if I put any cornbread crumbs or something on top, but... It was good, but it wasn't good enough that I thought I had to make it again. But the whole idea of doing that with Fritos might be interesting. 5569696 is the number. We're going to be talking to Noki about Bamba, their new Caribbean pop-up, the first of four this year. We always love talking to them. We love going to them. Those kids do a five-star job. It's crazy how good it is edible dictionary word pulled pork 
We have some pulled pork in the refrigerator. It's part of a Cuban sandwich that remains there from Patois' brunch last week. It was superb. And uh, everything about it, including the pork, it was Chasese VIP ham. And it had this incredible, intense, kind of old English sharp cheddar on top. Patty melted. It was really good. Pulled pork is one of the most prized works of the barbecue cooking culture. This is slowly smoked pork shoulder, cooked so long in so moist an environment that one can pull the meat right off the bones with tongs. Tenderness is primary. A good smoke flavor is almost as important. Pulled pork is considered by barbecue fanatics as incomparably better than chopped pork for sandwiches or platters. Along with pork ribs, it's at the center of any menu in the southeast. The sauces vary by location from the sloshy vinegar-based sauces of the Carolinas to the thick tomato sauces of Memphis and Kansas City. Patty, I think this is another thing that predates you on the food show. Were you around when we talked to Ruth Fertel's nephew? No, I wish I would have been about traveling the Carolinas at barbecue joints. I forget the name of it, but it was, it was, he was fun. I enjoy, I think, I'm trying to remember his name. I want to say Ryan Fertel. 556-9696 is the number. We'd love to talk to you about your plans this weekend. If you are doing something fun, tell us what it is. If you are going to a special restaurant that you have not been to, we'd love to hear that as well. If you're doing nothing but sitting outside and eating just, you know, at your house and planning something special like with your barbecue pit, because it's great weather for that. Tell us about that. I got to fire up the big green egg. That's one of my resolutions for the summer going to start doing more on the big green egg i'm almost afraid to open the big green egg it's been so long since we've used it i feel like it needs to be i don't know sandblasted or something but i do want to start using it again that's you just can't really cook big things for just two people or you have to then invite people over so that's also an issue too all right, uh, we are going to be talking to the folks from Noki when we come back on the other side of the news. Uh, for those people who are not familiar with Noki, and if you listen to this show with any regularity at all, you certainly must be familiar with Noki. It is a wonderful, I'm trying to decide, I, should we call it a school? It's a culinary program. That's what it is. It's the New Orleans Culinary Hospitality Institute. That's what the Noki anacronym says. Is it an anacronym? Acronym. Yeah, acronym. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, um, it's really good. They do these pop-ups four times a year. They're always really exotic. I'm trying to think if I've ever been to one that isn't exotic, and I think the answer to that is no. But they make exotic really approachable and 
really, really delicious. Professionalism with a capital P from start to, to finish. We love it. We'll be talking about it soon. WGSO New Orleans. It's 3 o'clock. Time for the news. USA Network. USA News, I'm Tim Berg. An investigation is continuing into Thursday's cell phone outages that affected many AT&T customers across the country. The FBI, Department of Homeland Security, and other agencies are looking into the cause to see if it was a cyber attack or just technical difficulties. This, as National Security Communications Advisor John Kirby says, there's no credible reason to believe it was an intentional attack. We're, we're going to look at this really hard. We're going to work with industry to see what we can to, uh, see what we can find out. But but right now, we're being told that AT and T has no reason to think that this was a cyber security incident. President Biden is reportedly considering an executive order to try and help restrict the number of illegal immigrants crossing across the southern border into the United States. National Border Patrol Council President Brandon Judd tells Fox News he believes the president needs to drastically change his administration's policies regarding the border, emphasizing Americans are at risk nationwide. It's very scary when you think that we're releasing people into the United States that have gang affiliations because President Biden said, if you want to flee, come, we'll accept you. When in reality, the vast majority of the people that we apprehend do not have legitimate asylum claims, and that's proven down the line. The Northeast is expected to get hit with another storm that will bring rain and possible snow. Forecasters saying the system that's moving across the Midwest on Thursday will move eastward, bringing a chance of rain to mostly New England, but parts of upstate New York could see snow. Motocross star J.O. Archer is dead after crashing during trick practice in Australia. The action sports group Nitro Circus posting about his death on Instagram, writing that he was the epitome of passion, hard work, and determination. Archer lost control of his bike while recreating the famous upside-down move during drills. This is USA News. Attention homeowners. It's not if something's going to break, it's when. That's homeownership. If your dryer, your refrigerator, or your AC and heating breaks, that's an expensive call. And who do you call? Make it easy on yourself and call Choice Home Warranty. We've already done the research and have access to 25,000 technicians that can be at your home quickly. We've covered close to 2 million homes in the United States. There's a good chance your neighbors work with us. Call us right now before the next breakdown. We'll tell you everything that's covered in your home and give you the first month free with our ironclad 30-day money-back guarantee. Call now and learn how to get your free month. 800-378-2250. That's 800-378-2250. Limitations and exclusions apply. First month free with purchase of single plan. Visit choicehomewarranty.com for more details. President Biden speaking to the press after meeting with family members of Alexei Navalny, opposition leader of Russian President Vladimir Putin, Navalny recently died while jailed in Russia. The president commenting on his meeting with Navalny's wife, Yulia Navalny. One thing I made that was made clear to me is that uh, Yolanda is going to, she's going to continue to the fight he had on the way. So we're not letting up. South Carolina Republican Senator Tim Scott is urging former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley to drop out of the GOP presidential primary. He spoke after casting his ballot in South Carolina's Republican primary. Between Joe Biden and Donald Trump is Nikki Haley. And so getting out of the way 
is incredibly important, not for the party, but for America's future. A Texas judge is ruling in favor of a high school that was accused of violating the Crown Act, legislation that bans hair discrimination. Cool front moving on, high pressure building in, lower humidity filtering down, and northerly breezes are gusty, clearing up a bit as we move through the day after a high of low 70s falling through the 60s later on in the afternoon. Tonight, a colder night with crisp conditions in the morning, colder yet and in the morning Sunday. Low 70s drop tonight to lows in the upper 40s to low 50s. Tomorrow, lighter breezes, sunny skies, low 70s. Clear skies in the morning, sunshine for the afternoon Sunday to high of lower 70s. Ralph Sanjay, WGSO. Sleepers, stay cabs, dump and service trucks, flatbeds, buses, trailers, boats, RVs, farm tractors, pickups, autos, and more. The two-day spring public auction, accepting your consignments, too, at Henderson Auctions in Livingston, Louisiana. Thursday, March 14th, Friday, March 15th, 9 a.m. Preview Wednesday, March 13th, 9 to 4. Register now at HendersonAuctions.com. Business license number AB-459. back for our number two or the second course of the food show. I'm Mary Ann Fitzmorris, and this is when we usually invite someone in to chat with us. And I am happy to say that we are going to be chatting to the folks from Noki, a place that we are huge fans of here on the food show. Rebecca Klaskaka. I wait, Klaskala. Klaskala. You got it, Mary Ann. <laughs> All right, did we talk to you the last time? What, have yes, you been on you the did. show before? Okay. Yes. So I was going to say, we, that is an unusual name, and I know I remember it. I wasn't sure if you had, like, a relative, you know, that was working at another restaurant, but it was you, in fact, that was on was the me. show with us before. Okay. So, and I probably asked you this. Were you, are you in the position that at one time belonged to Allison Vines Rushing? Yes. Okay. So Allison so was the... the- Yes, you're the boss. Okay, all right. Yes, I am. All right. So all of these students are your responsibility. Yeah. So I am their chef instructor. I've led them through all their days since since day one, and we're on day eighty something now. Okay. All right. Now, how many years have you been there? So August 2020 was when I started. Okay. Like many of us, you know, the pandemic changed our trajectories in life and that's when I landed on Noki's doors. Okay, so you are so you are her immediate successor. Uh there was one more um before me and then I I joined oh, after okay. uh, his one term. So okay. this is my sixth pop-up, my sixth cohort. Okay. All right, and this one is Caribbean. It is. Yeah, well, okay. it is Latin American we want to say. So okay. a- across the board of Latin America, and we're trying to highlight those voices from Central America and South America, and we are doing some whispers of Mexico. We're not excluding it, but we're certainly not showcasing it on the forefront because we feel as though Mexico is certainly uh, 
flavor profile and a cuisine that is most familiar to locals and Americans, and we want to highlight those uh, other cuisines that are not so often seen. Yes. Okay. So um, everyone stand by because uh, for some reason all deliveries take place during the food show. And my dog is not going to like the fact that the um, UPS guy is approaching. So when the barking starts, I'm going to need to jump off and, and save the UPS guy. But I'll just let you know when that's going to happen. I'm just letting you know when I get up, that's why I'm getting up. All right, Sounds so you good. have two guests with you, right? You have not two, not two, two students with you. I have two students with me, yes. Um, Alina and Alex are here to also speak with you on our pop-up because they were actually part of the winning group that presented this concept to a panel of judges right before the Christmas holidays. Mm -hmm. So it's part of our curriculum that our students get to have a little competition amongst themselves. So they work a whole week on this idea that is just a thought and comes to fruition at the tail end of the program. And three groups, uh, three presentations were um, presented at that time, and Bomba was the one that we're bringing to life. Okay. So what was the last one that you did? Tamaza uh, was my last pop-up. Manuki's right? last pop-up. We actually had another one, um, which wasn't my cohort, Kingston Soul, but Tamaza okay. was my last one. North Africa was that concept. Okay, but Kingston Soul was also down south, right? What was what was that one? Yeah, was that, so that Caribbean was also? Caribbean, Jamaican, okay. Caribbean and Jamaican focused, yes. And okay. that was Jeff Kent LeVan. That was his pop-up. Um, he is the other culinary instructor here at Noki. Okay, and so this one is Latin America, meaning um, the the countries of Latin America, like uh, Belize and and uh, Guatemala. Honduras, and, Guatemala, okay. yeah, Peru, Cuba, Cuba okay. Puerto Rico. Yeah, oh. we're, we're, mm -hmm. is Cuba so touching a little Latin bit in America? the Caribbean? Touching a little bit in the Caribbean, but yeah, okay. we're we're across the board of Latin America. Okay. All right, so, Patty, I'm going to have you take over for a minute so I can go protect the UPS guy, all right? You can talk <laughs> okay. about it. Okay. Chef, what are the dates of this? When Marianne gets back, she'll get more into the food, but I'll get into the dates. No problem. Yeah, so we actually open this coming Tuesday. So our hours are 11.30 to 1, um, so that's March 2nd, and we're going to be open Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of next week. And then we open back up that following Tuesday. That's the 5th through the 8th. And we are reservation only. So you have to visit our website at noki.org backslash bomba to uh, make a reservation. We do have a, some spots available, but they're filling up really quickly, except that day one. It's already booked solid. Oh, wow. That's terrific. It, it is exciting. It, is it in, it's in your building. Is it upstairs in your event space? Is that where you have it? It's not up there. It's actually on our third floor in this really beautiful, open, airy. Uh, it's an open kitchen, and it is a dining space we call the dining lab. That is where daily our meals are served so that the student body can relax, sit down, have their family meal. Um, it is going to now become our space that we're going to open to the public. Oh, that's terrific. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. Let me hear about that. So, um, Patty, you've not been there, right? No, you've I not? have not. Okay. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful building and it's a beautiful space. Are you all doing some renovations of that space? 
We're not doing renovations. The beauty of that space is it really can become anything we like to think. So, Uh you know, beautiful, airy white walls, and we have these floating glass shelves. So it really can take on kind of any concept or so we don't put much into the look of the space because it's already beautiful. Yeah, right. Right. It's a it's a canvas that you write on every exactly. time you have one of these pop ups. That's and, right. We let uh, the food shine. Exactly. And and it and it does. It does and the students uh, the service shines. I mean, the whole thing really does gleam. I've said it before. Any of these kids could work, and I, I'm sorry, I shouldn't even use that word. Any of these young people um, sh- could could work any place. I mean, I, I feel like the service is comparable to any uh, really first class restaurant, and we appreciate it goes you off. saying that. No, it really, it really is true. It goes off without a hitch every single time. And the food is, is just, it's beautiful. It's beautiful and it's delicious. And it makes food that people might be a little um, reluctant to try because it's unusual. It makes it very approachable. And, um, and I think it's just always very well done. All right. So while I went to go talk to the UPS guy, I assume that you introduced the students. So um, who was No, who's we just talked about dates. Oh, oh, dates. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. And that's next week, right? Two so weeks. it's next yeah, week and the week after. Yeah. yeah, it goes for two. It's like, it goes for like 10 days usually, right? You go like... Thursday, Friday, so eight days, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, eight yeah. days okay. of service. So four days okay. next week, Tuesday through Friday, and then right. the following Tuesday through Friday. Yes. Okay. All right. So it's it's uh, the menu is. Uh, I guess you will let the students talk about the menu. So who do we have with us that's visiting? So I have Alina Hernandez and I have Alexandra Yanes here with me today. Okay. And hello, ladies. Uh, hi, you, how are you? Hi. So you were part of the team that sold the idea of Bamba, and it emerged successful from the three pitches, correct? Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're gonna, we don't really have time to go into it right this second. We're going to take a little break, and we'll be back with these two young ladies from Noki to talk some more about Bamba coming up next week. Mandeville Seafood has been a local favorite, serving their house-made roast beef poor boys, seafood poor boys, and even a French fry poor boy in a fast, casual environment. Here is an extensive menu of salads and sandwiches and fried seafood, baskets and platters, as well as sides like stuffed artichokes, meat pies, and jalapeno cheese bites, and we love the very attentive service here at Mandeville Seafood Restaurant and Market, celebrating 25 years. The Crescent City Steakhouse has been a favorite since the first time I discovered it on Mardi Gras Day. This old-fashioned steakhouse hasn't changed much since it opened in 1934. I love the steaks. Here is prime beef, dry-aged in-house, a great T-bone or porterhouse steak. The Vojkovic family has welcomed generations of locals to this special place, and they'd love to welcome you. Crescent City Steakhouse, 1001 North Broad, 821-3271. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings, and lots of things are never what they seem. Back with the folks from Noki. Um, 
<clears throat> we are going to be talking about their uh, their Latin American pop up Bamba. So let's let's talk to each of you individually. Tell me which one of you you are, and how you uh, were involved in the uh, the beginnings of this pop up. Sure. Um, my name is Alina Hernandez Cotham. I was uh, on the team with Alex, who's sitting right next to me. And we had two other members of our group, so Violet Veselka and uh, Courtney Wilson. So the four of us came up with this concept basically through joining our different ideas and landing on highlighting Latin America as a whole. So our... Is that is it food that you are familiar with culturally? Like, did someone uh, in the group grow up with this kind of food, or was it just food that you were intrigued by and you wanted to bring that to the fore? Sure. So Alex and I are both of Latin descent, um, and I think just through that, uh, along with I'm also I'm from New York, and Alex is from New Orleans, Metairie. Uh, we also grew up around other. Latin American cultures along with our own that we belong to. So we were able to get taste of this food through our life, and we were pretty lucky for that. And it's okay. something that feels like home to us, and we wanted to share that with others. Yeah, so it's like your own favorite foods you wanted to bring to people. Yes. Okay, so Alex? Yes, what's ma'am. Your, okay, so uh, you're from New Orleans? Yeah, so um, I was born in Maryland, raised in the New Orleans area from the age of one. Um, so I've pretty much lived here my whole life, grown up with the culture, but both of my parents are Honduran. Um, so growing up, I would always go visit family over there, so I kind of grew up with these flavors both at home, and, and they were common things that we would always eat growing up, like me and my siblings and things like that, and they were flavors that me and Alina were both familiar with. And coming up with the concept of Bamba, we kind of, once we decided, like, okay, we have to come up with a concept, the four of us were like, let's meet, let's pick a day and meet, and each come with our own idea of what we would like to do for Uh pop-up. And um, I came with the concept of, like, South America. Alina came with Native American food. And then Violet and Courtney both came with, like, wanted to do something Hawaiian, so the Caribbean. So we kind of put all those ideas together, and Bamba was born. Does Bamba mean something? Is that a name of something, or what is it? So it's derived from the, actually the song, La Bamba, which is popular, Richie Valens sang it in the 60s, and it was the first. uh, Yeah, so that was a big inspiration, and Uh it was one of the first, I think actually the first song to translate over from a Mexican folkloric song or Latin, that kind of describes all of Latin America um, to mainstream American rock and roll. And for I many see. of us who grew up with the experience of either being immigrants or growing up in families with immigrants, that is kind of what our lives are like, that mix of that folkloric at-home culture with this American life and belonging to both cultures. Like an anthem. Yeah, like an anthem. Okay, <laughs> so... So what types of foods are you have? What's tell about the menu. I guess you have the menu in front of you. So tell us what's on the menu. Yes. Um, so for the menu, when we were curating the menu for Bamba, um, we kind of wanted to not limit ourselves to one region or one continent or one country even. We wanted to kind of take the best dishes um, from different 
regions of Central, South, and um, Central America, and just kind of make it in a way, format the menu in a way that it's familiar enough to the guests coming in to dine with us, but still kind of keeping those traditional flavors and showcasing the best of the countries that we're touching on. Um, So, like, when you look at our menu, you have classic things like a queso fundido or a ceviche for an appetizer, and then you have a grilled skirt steak as a entree that you can choose from. So we're really trying to take Latin American food and elevate it to fine dining and our standards here at Noki. Yeah, well, it is definitely fine dining. There's no question about it. It is very, <laughs> very polished, and it's it's quite impressive. So Queso Fundido is, well, you know, it's it's Mexican, but but where else is it predominant? What what area is the Queso Fundido representing? I think the cultures all, to some extent, Blend. specifically Central American <laughs> culture, um, tends to use fat medium in several different ways. Uh, we did use the example of queso fundido because it is incredibly approachable to folks. Wait, what is it? Um, but we, it's incredibly approachable. People see it oh, on yeah. oh, sure. menus yeah. throughout the city. Say uh, that, I'm there. <laughs> but it is also include salsa roja, which is a derivative from uh, El Salvador, and it does have these little twists on it. it. It is using, if you do choose to add on steak to the, it is using a, an Argentinian marinade on that. So it is blending the cultures on this approachable dish. Mm-hmm. Okay, and of course ceviche is uh, pretty ubiquitous as well. What is that sort of another uh, blend of all of the different versions of ceviche that you might see down there? So we're actually going to be pretty, uh, I want to say traditional with the ceviche. Uh, we're using a Peruvian ceviche, so mm-hmm. unlike the one that you might see from Mexico, for example, it's going to use uh, whitefish instead of shrimp as the focal oh. point. It, oh. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, it does uh, have, you know... Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay. Um, it does have the traditional acidic um, marinade that it's sitting in, and uh, it does... It was heavily influenced by uh, Chef Edgar Caro, who actually came to speak oh. with us, which was really great from Baru. Oh, and, um, he is so yeah. good. His, <laughs> he is. His food is so good. Oh, my gosh. I'm yeah. a huge fan. So if you're familiar with that, you'll really like this. Huge, huge fan. Now, I've never seen it with whitefish, though. I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't eat ceviche, but um, I usually always see it with shrimp. So I, I've not seen it with a fish. Is that is that more common or less common than shrimp? And I would think that that's particular to an area. Yeah, so um, the usage of the whitefish is actually very traditional in Peru and how they make their ceviche. So that's how that's the country that we decided to pay homage to with that particular dish, and which is why we decided to kind of, instead of doing the more familiar um, protein as a shrimp, we decided to go the more Peruvian route and use the whitefish instead as the, as the protein for that appetizer. So it's the same sort of marinade, all those ingredients. It's just with whitefish instead of shrimp. That's going to be interesting because you, you don't see that. So uh, I'm sure you're going to get a lot of takers on that. I will be doing the queso fundido for most of the other 
you know, the same amount that most of the other people will be eating. It's a, a real favorite of mine. So what else is on the menu? Did I lose someone? Oh, no, we're here. Okay. Yes. Okay. What, what else is on the menu? Um, we do want to... We usually do wanna have like four or five different things. You have like four oh, yeah. or five we appetizers, have, four or five mm -hmm. entrees, and four or five desserts. Oh, yeah. We have plenty of options. Um, yeah, and yeah. we tried to as well when um, creating the menu and even during recipe testing that we actually did this past week, we tried to kind of make everything on our menu different, but at the same time not allow it to clash with one another. Um, so in the case that you're dining with another guest and y'all want to order different things, it, the flavors don't clash. They kind of blend together and... It's tasty all around. <laughs> well, now, why would you say that the flavors would clash? Because I wouldn't think that they would. I mean, if you're if you're operating in a certain region, then I would say that the flavors were pretty much not similar, but certainly have a, a harmony that, like, for example, to me in New Orleans, when I see New Orleans food fused with Vietnamese food, those are two completely f different flavor profiles to me, to my taste. Yeah. And I would imagine that if you're doing something in a region like this, using a lot of the same ingredients, that a lot of the flavorings would be the same too. So it wouldn't really be a clash. I'm surprised to hear you say that. Well, it wouldn't clash, but it's certainly, to Alex's point, not be repetitive. We tried to make sure oh, okay. that okay. our dishes okay. had um, a lot of, okay. you know, different sauces. You don't want to be the same you... thing. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. All right. See, I'm sorry. I misunderstood that. Okay. So tell, do you have the menu in front of you? Because I'd like to hear we some do. of the other things yeah. that are on it. Okay. So tell us about so, all the appetizers. Um, is, is it just two or do you have the four that you usually do? Oh, no, we have five appetizers. So okay. we have our ceviche that we just mentioned, our queso fundido. We have a light uh, salad that we're showcasing grapefruit, our ensalada palomo, which is a really delicious preparation with um, just some toasted peanuts that we chop up really small. And I love the way that those kind of intermingle with the vinaigrette, giving it a really nice nuttiness with this mm -hmm. really nice pop of uh, char from this corn that we're serving with it, avocado, oh, nice. radish. It's Yummy. lovely, it's light, Ooh. and we can add shrimp or steak to it um, for that salad. That sounds yummy. Okay, go ahead. What's the next um, one? Right. So another appetizer that we have is yucas fritas. Um, so that's a traditional Honduran dish specifically that I grew up um, eating at home. So it's fried, um, fried cassava. And then it's going to be topped with some fried pork belly as well, crispy pork belly, with a salsa rosada, um, which is just a light pink sauce. And then it's going to be topped with a pickled cabbage slaw. Um, so you have the acidity coming from the, the slaw and the richness of the sauce and then the meatiness of the, of the pork belly. And it all just intermingles really well, and it's, it's really good. And then another one that we have is a lobster and shrimp tostada. Um, so it actually comes with a salsa criollo. Um, so it's kind of like a Creole sauce to kind of give it that familiarity here down in New Orleans. Um, and it's also going to be coming with some avocado, a little bit of a citrus salsa, and some pickled um, peppers as well. You know, I said I wasn't going to go, but now I have to go. All right, so <laughs> let's, go, let's go to the entrees now. Oh, my gosh, those sure. sound delicious. 
Uh, you know what? I'm. You know what? I'm not even going to get the case of Fundido. I'm going to get one you of those last two. You really shouldn't. Branch out. Ah. I mean, I, you know, I was thinking, okay, so, because Sava is kind of, I don't know, I'm sorry, boring. But what you did with it is fantastically delicious sounding. Mm -hmm. So I'm super excited to, to try that. I mean, what's not to love about pork belly, you know, and a sauce. It's exciting to introduce to many people that don't know, but that's a very traditional dish that we yeah. really didn't touch much of at really? all. The huh. yuca, the chicharron, and the pickled slaw known as cortido is, is I mean, you can have it at Maui Tortillas, you can have it at Tia Maria's, like, it's pretty identical, but we're doing it, so come join us when you have it. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, I, I've seen it, like, uh, I love to go to Fogo de Champ from you know, when I can, and they have the fried yucca uh, that's right in front of you, but I never really eat it because uh, it's like, uh, okay. But that sounds really delicious, like really delicious. All right. I mean, I have to choose between those last three. You know what happens? I always get all, all of them, which is really <laughs> ridiculous. That's the way to do appetizers. <laughs> I don't know any other way. <laughs> yeah, but then I also get a couple of different entrees too because it's all so good. All right, so let's get to the entrees. Sure. So uh, we have five entrees here. Uh, one of them is also a vegan option. So it does give folks that have, you know, some different dietary needs an option as well. But uh -huh. I'll just rattle them off. The first that we have is an arepa mechada, which mechada means stuffed. So it's your classic corn arepa done in a Venezuelan style. Um, with, and it's stuffed with braised uh, chipotle chicken. Charo beans, which is a bean preparation that has uh, typically bacon. In our case, we're using some pork belly as well uh, to give it that smokiness and elevate the flavor a bit. And we're using avocado for freshness and drizzling some crema at the end to just give it a little bit of an intensified flavor. Okay, stop right there because we have, we have a break right now for the news. Sure. And we're going to hold you all over, though, because we haven't gotten nearly through the menu. And I want to hear every little bit of it because it's delicious, as it always is. Never, ever right. disappoints. You guys never disappoint. It's time for the news. Louisiana Radio Network, 3.30. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Brooke Thorrington. Legislation to lower the age from 18 to 17 in which a person can be charged with a felony could be considered as an adult successfully cleared the Senate in a 30-9 vote. Turkey Creek Senator Heather Cloud says an increase in crime, including deadly shootings, home invasions, and carjackings, was the motivation for the bill. She says the state has suffered enough and the current system for juvenile offenders is broken. But reality, again, is that crime is out of control. We are ranked the 50th state in the nation in crime. Obviously, the things we have been doing in the name of long-suffering and love are not working. New Orleans Senator Royce DePlessis says from 2017 to 2020, the number of juvenile crimes decreased from 6,400 to 3,700, and putting juveniles in adult jails isn't going to solve the problem. This bill does nothing in terms of investments. This bill does nothing with respect to addressing the issues that lead these young people here to begin with. The measure heads to the House Committee for more discussion. LRN. Tiger fans, are you looking for the latest news on all things LSU? Then Tiger Rag Magazine is your go-to source. Whether you pick up the magazine or browse over to the website, Tiger Rag Magazine provides you with the most up-to-date information on all the sports, university, and recruiting news that matters to you. Find it at your local newsstand or online at TigerRag.com. Here we go. 
Let's face it, we all know that the recruiting scene at LSU can get a little wild. Don't fret. Now more than ever, Tiger Rag Magazine is staying ahead of the game when it comes to name, image, likeness regulations. Thanks to our Tiger Rag Magazine experts and analysts, we can help you understand what it means to LSU and how you can stand formed on this rapidly changing landscape. Plus, our website makes it easy for fans to get their hands on all the information they need about LSU athletics. Get your subscriptions today. So, if you're looking for in-depth coverage of everything LSU, look no further than Tiger Rag Magazine. Available on newsstands or online, tigerrag.com. This is Ed Harrell, founder of The Kindness Revolution. I read a blog today and the title caught my attention. It said, if you spot it, you got it. The author went on to explain that often when we focus on the behavior of others, it's because we might tend to display that particular behavior ourselves. When we criticize others for their anger or their snap decisions or their impatience, it might just be because we display those tendencies ourselves. Sometimes we get so caught up in criticizing how others behave, we're blind to our own behavior. Maybe this is a good time to reflect on a couple of things. One would be to slow down before we judge others. The second, and maybe most important, would be to take a look at our own behavior and ask ourselves if we're pleased with it. That simple process just might make us better people and make our worlds a little kinder. To learn more, check us out at thekindnessrevolution.net. The solar eclipse is coming in April, and you're going to be hearing a lot about it as it gets closer. You'll also be hearing about how important it'll be to have your solar eclipse glasses for your family and friends. Why not buy them from the store that promotes kindness? Simply go to shop-kindness.com and buy yours today. That's shop-kindness.com. By the way, our listeners get a 20% discount on all items. So head to shop-kindness.com and enjoy the eclipse safely with your family and friends. Remember, shop-kindness.com. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, madame, with you. We are back. Uh, we are talking about the Noki pop-up Bamba, which starts this week and runs for eight days. Uh, you need to get your tickets soon, or I should say get your reservations soon. We are talking to Alina Hernandez and Alexandra Yanis. Is that how you say it? Yanis. Okay. It. I got close anyway. All right. Uh, and they are relaying the menu, which is always delicious, and this is no exception. It's uh, usually, well, is it five choices always? Because it seems like a lot. So, it's we do. We, it depends on the class size, but I generally like to have five appetizers, five entrees. What I will say about the size of our menu is this menu is uniquely different than my previous Tamaza one because I don't have a bacon and pastry cohort partnered up with my class. We are actually carrying the desserts ourselves as a culinary class. So proud to say that we are going to be preparing two desserts. Uh, on our own, without the help of Chef Zach Miller, our pastry instructor. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay. Well, let's not get to those yet. We haven't gone through the uh, the entrees, all of which I'm sure I'm going to want. Go ahead. So you have one that you you talked about. What's the next? Sure. One? So yeah, I'll I'll discuss them. So the second one is a moqueca de pescado. So that is actually a Brazilian fish stew. Do I have so to order it that way? I, I don't think I'm going to be able to do that. You can do however you like. <laughs> um, say it again. I want to hear you say it again, though. Say it again. Sure. Moqueca de pescado. Okay. 
All right. What is that? Great. So um, we're going to, we're lucky enough to be in Louisiana, so we're going to use some, uh, a local whitefish. We're hopefully going to get in some really, really uh, nice Gulf shrimp in the next couple weeks for this. And um, the, the fish itself and the shrimp are sautéed separately, but they're going to be married with a coconut and a coconut and seafood-based broth. And they're served with some cilantro lime rice to soak everything up. And um, it's also ha- uh, dressed with some charred corn throughout, which gives it a nice uh, contrast with the sweet flavor. So that okay. is our mukeka. Okay. And then we have an asado de res, which is a grilled stir- uh, skirt steak. So that's going to be accompanied by some grilled vegetables, um, house-made chimichurri, and again, our charred corn, but it's actually um, in a sauce this time. So you're going to have that contrast with the smoky meat, that really fresh chimichurri, and uh, the sweetness of the corn. Mm, that's going to be delish. Okay, go on. Um, so our fourth option that we have is actually our vegan option. That's going to be our vegan ropa vieja. So it's roasted jackfruit stewed in a um, rich tomato and mushroom sauce. And it's going to be accompanied by a cilantro rice and some crispy fried hominy on top to give you that nice crunch. And it's a cake on a classic dish, um, but we are switching it up and making it vegan by using that jackfruit instead. Okay. I don't know if I had jackfruit but it's it's definitely an interesting idea. Yeah. Tell everybody what jackfruit is. Yeah. Yeah, I it's know, but very... see, there's only so much stomach space. I can't have them all. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, jackfruit is very, it's a nice substitute because um, it gives you that meatiness and it has that texture that kind of resembles um, what traditional ropa vieja tastes like, um, but it's still kind of... Um, just making sure we we have a dish that is available to anyone who may have any dietary restrictions as well, so anybody can come in and enjoy Bamba's food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so tell is that is that it for the entrees? Is that the last entree? We, have, we okay. actually have one more because we just wanted to give you all the options. Okay. Um, we have a chile relleno, so it's our take on a stuffed pepper. Um, We're switching up a little bit, elevating the dish a little bit more by using um, a grilled poblano pepper and filling it with a pork and corn mixture. It's going to be served on top of bomba rice um, and a roasted red pepper adobo sauce and topped with some queso fresco and a little bit of crema to give it that light and freshness as well. Oh, gosh. (gasps) Okay. Uh, I'm going to get carried away again. All right, what about the two desserts? Um, so we've been really working hard at desserts. It's a little outside of our comfort zone, but I think we're doing a great job. Um, so, I'll, I'll, so the first dessert that we picked for the menu um, is a tembleque. So tembleque is a traditional Puerto Rican dessert, and the name... Tembleque actually comes from the word temblar, which means to shake. So the dessert itself is um, a custard with a little bit of a wiggly texture. I know it sounds a little strange, but trust me, it's really good. And it's made with coconut, 
Um, we're pairing it with a plantain cake, so you're going to have that contrast of the two different textures. And it's going to be topped with a tropical fruit salsa, so you'll have a little bit of acidity and sweetness in addition to that creamy coconut flavor. Mm, okay. What's the other one? So the other dessert that we have is a Brazilian raindrop donut. Um, so it's a little bit, texture-wise, it's a little bit, if you can picture a beignet. So it's kind of like a beignet, but instead of the um, powdered, common powdered sugar coating, we're using cinnamon sugar instead. And then we're pairing that with a dulce de leche and a homemade coffee ice cream as well. Um, to kind of give you those those classic Central American flavors with the dulce de leche and then the coffee um, and giving you that warm spiced um, donut, donut, excuse me, to go along with it. Okay. Well, we're, we're definitely going to come. It's, it sounds delicious as always. And I know that it will be polished and uh, very impressive. It's, it's just always is. All right. So give us the dates again and the days and how I, I, it's not a, you don't do it by ticket, right? Just by reservation. And then you come in and you pay for everything a la carte, correct? Correct. So we are opening on Tuesday, um, February 27th to the 1st. So that's, this coming Tuesday through Friday, and then we reopen on March 5th through the 8th, that following Tuesday and Friday. Our hours are from 11.30 to 1. You can make your reservation at noki.org backslash bomba, and we do not accept walk-ins. We need to know you're coming so that we can prepare. Okay. And the reservations, like I said earlier, are filling up quick, so get your seats secured now. All right. Sounds good, ladies. Thank you very much. Uh, keep up the good work. See you then. Thank you. Thank you. Take Thank you. Care. Can't wait to serve you, Marianne. All right. I'm looking forward okay. to it. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. All right. Another uh, home run, it sounds like, for the Noki folks. It's really delicious. I mean, they do a, an incredibly impressive job. It really is. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. Patty, do we have a spot or no? Yes, we do. We do. Okay. Well, uh, it's a little too early then to go right into it. Let's go back to the uh, to the almanac. See what's there for a couple of minutes. Rosalia de Castro, a Spanish writer, born today in eighteen thirty seven, said, "After God, long live wine." That's the words to drink by. I don't. I don't know that I've ever revered. Well, no, I revere chocolate in that vein. I was about to say I don't think I've ever revered anything as much as these people like their drink. But that's the way I feel about chocolate. I forgot to ask them. You know, chocolate came from the Aztecs, so why isn't there a chocolate dessert? <laughs> <laughs> but that's good because I am not going to be. You know, I'm going to save all of my uh, all my space for the. Uh, I think mostly for the appetizers. I have to have every single one of those, I think. Words to eat by from MFK Fisher. Between the ages of 20 and 50, John Doe spends some 20,000 hours chewing and swallowing food. More than 800 days and nights of steady eating. The mere contemplation of this fact is upsetting enough. I totally agree. Like, why would anyone calculate that? I have no idea. All right, we have Sherry on the phone, but we're not going to go to her right now. We have the break, and then we will come back and talk to Sherry. I want to tell you about Chassasi Ham. I checked at the Rouse's where I shopped today to see if the VIP ham is back, 
in the pre-cut section, and it is. There's quite a bit of it, so you probably do not have to go and ask for it to be sliced just for you, but if you want that very fresh flavor that Darren uh, swooned about, the slice that comes off and it's it's just freshly sliced and how especially delicious that is. They can do it for you. Ask them to slice you some. Don't think about doing the root beer glazed ham. If it isn't chassacy, that's your starter point. Chassacy is a silky, silky texture and a delicious flavor. The chassacy VIP ham is not the only thing in the chassacy brothers lineup. They have a bone-in ham. They have roast beef. Uh, lots of different sausages, and they have the Schatz chili that they acquired, which we all grew up loving. Chassacy Brothers is a 115-year-old iconic New Orleans company. Don't think of any other ham besides Chassacy. Like Nancy's grandmother says, if you're out of, of Chassacy, you're out of ham. That's all we eat here. Chassacy VIP Ham. Look for it in the store and ask for it if you don't see it. Chasacy Bros, B-R-O-S dot com to see their full line of products. We'll be back after this. Care Restaurant and Supply has reopened for you to come in and shop. Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need and face masks. They have a great selection of takeout containers, too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. Home cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are 8 to 4 weekdays right now. Buy local. Our city depends on it. Care, hotel, and restaurant supply. Call 482-0294. 4815 Contai. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too. Okay, let's go to Sherry. Hello there. And how's it going? All right, what's going on with you? I have to tell you that I am just so glad that Mardi Gras is over and it's only once a year because all we did was eat for like all right. a week. Sounds good. <laughs> Tom would love it. Where'd you go? Oh my gosh. We were all over. Anna came in from New York. She was here for a week. So of course when she's here, we want to spoil our girl. Mm-hmm. So, um, we, um, I mean, Every day was something different. Like, I really need to, I'm so glad it's Lent. I really, really need to <laughs> keep it under control. <laughs> um, but we, um, on her last day here, um, we was Valentine's. She flew out the next day, and uh, Valentine's Day, and we went to Tana for an early dinner. Very romantic, John and Anna and I. <laughs> the only, I think, people, there was a table of three in Tana for, um, for Valentine's Day. Is that right? Really? Really? Was yeah, it mostly so. two tops? No kidding. Huh. I think, yeah, I didn't, I didn't see too many, too many. And we were there early because I was last minute kind of trying to get a reservation last minute, like, I don't know, yeah. four or six weeks ago when I made it. But um, so it was for an early dinner and it was just wonderful it was our second time going john and i gone in january for his birthday and uh-huh. just loved it so we wanted her to go and um we didn't order as much as i think we normally would because it was just like oh my gosh it's we've been eating like yeah. you know all through mardi gras but um so we didn't get appetizers this time they do bring out really wonderful bread they and, do. and he's baking it in house 
Really? Yeah, I'm yeah. not surprised. I mean, yeah. I, I think everything they do, from the moment you walk in, it's so beautiful. You walk yeah. in and you see, yeah. you know, the ladies there, like, making the pasta right there in front of yeah. you when you walk in the door. So I assumed the bread was homemade, too. Yeah. Um, so we didn't order any appetizers because I knew that that was going to come out. And Anna was looking, giving me this look, like, really, Mom? And I was like, well, I'm not. I mean, you can get whatever you want, babe, but the portions are large. And they really, really were. So I got... Well, we got we got three entrees to share, family style, and we still came home with leftovers that we all ate the next day. So if you, when you order a pasta bowl there, you're really getting like a filling pasta bowl. But I got the um, the four cheese ravioli with truffle cream again so with the crab meat on top. That is so rich. Like I, you can't even finish it. I mean, it's it's so uh, you can't. I know. I just ate like you know two of the of the raviolis, but it's just so good. I mean, it's very very rich. But that's that's really like a pasta cream sauce. I mean, that's my jam. Any kind yeah. of yeah. you know pasta, fettuccine alfredo, anything like that. I, I just yeah. I, I can't get enough of it. So we got back. I knew that she would love that. And then we got like um oh, what was it like a the lamb uh, ragu? Uh huh. Um, and we didn't get that. You like it? It was, I mean, everything there was good, but it was my least favorite okay. of the, the three that we ordered. Okay, we all agreed that was our least favorite, but it was good. But the, the one that I that we all really loved was the um, gulp shrimp. Oh, how do you say it? Is oh, it yeah. uh, pa- 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Pa- is, that, is that how you I say it? Pa- 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 okay, well, so. on with pistachio and like a tomato yeah. cream good? sauce. Oh, God, it was that. wonderful. Okay, okay. I mean, it was really, time. really, really good. It was like the shining star, I think, of the night. And I just thought, you know, it's like, Anna, you've got to try this four cheese ravioli. You're going to love this. And it was good, but she really wanted to try that. I was like, well, okay, you win. That was wonderful. The pistachio was really interesting on it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, of course, service was wonderful. And I just thought it was funny. I didn't tell her about, you know, the fancy menus and the iPad. And here she is. She's coming from New York City, and she opens this menu. And then the glowing light. I took a video of her when she opened the menu. I knew I'd get a good look on her face. And she hadn't even experienced that before. I'm like, oh, look at that. I'm a little traveler. She hasn't even had menus that light up yet. And first she was kind of like, Mom, I mean, really? I was like, you know what? All people like us have to get out our cell phones and shine the light from our cell phone on a menu to see it yeah. so i am we don't, i don't have to do that here <laughs> yeah. and she's like oh next thing you know they'll have ipads and then they came out with the ipad and handed her the ipad for the, for the <laughs> drink selection but um but she did agree it was very convenient very fancy and um i made when i made a reservation like the first time we went they put john and i like when you go in to me like there's like three different sections you yeah. know and there's the room all the way to the right which is white and brighter and I kind of felt like that was kind of like more like the family room and whatever is birthday. And I was like, I want to be in that room in the middle. That's like, the, that's, they've got it going on in there. That was yeah, like that's the where sexy it's room. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, so I, like I made a request. Too, can you eat in the bar? Did you notice if you could eat you, in the bar? You can eat at the bar because we're going to go back and do that. Okay. I don't okay. think you can eat at the, in the lounge area, which is just the really cool seating area that is there at the bar. I don't know if they have service. I don't think you can eat at those tables, but you can eat at the bar. That's the coolest place. the The bar it area, is. Uh, the the you know, like to the left is is one look, and to the right is another look. But I like the left, and 
I, I was wondering if you could eat in the bar. So, uh, and by yeah, bar, I, I mean I that's mean, a bar to me. I know it's called lounge now, so I'm, yeah. I'm showing my unhipness, but... Um, but well, I, no, I, I mean, I still call, like, the bar, be. like, the bar. And the yeah, bar was right. filled with people, and they were all eating. But yeah. there was no one sitting in the lounge okay. area, which okay. is in the same space right behind the bar. But it's beautiful with those chartreuse big velvet banquettes and all that. Beautiful. And it, it seems is. like maybe they should serve food there because... I feel yeah. like there would have been people sitting there. But, sure. um, but yeah, that's my favorite looking space. But I knew that we had to get a table to, for the three of us. So I requested the middle room. I was like, I want the sexy room in the middle, even though it's three of us for dinner on Valentine's. I don't want to be in the family space. And they gave us that. You know, that's where we sat. We were at a, at a table. And I mean, I really don't think they missed anything with this with this restaurant. I mean, it's just so beautiful. All the details yeah. are perfect. Yeah. But, you know, you, you know, can tell we're kind of... You know where we sat the first time? Right by where? the kitchen door. <laughs> it was it really was, Yeah, it was like it was like a table that Tom would have demanded to not sit at, but we came in at five and asked if they could seat us. So we were total walk ins and they squeezed us in. But but I think that when we went there, uh Mary Lou was with us and she said, I think that's where they seat the people who are just walking in. Like right like the kitchen door swings out and it you, you know, oh, it's like right there. I know exactly what table you're talking about because yeah, where I was yeah. sitting, I was facing in that direction. Uh-huh. And I watched a little couple there and they're like a cute little young couple, I'm like, Oh, that's so cute, little romantic Valentine's and that uh-huh. door swung open the whole time. <laughs> but they were looking at each other, that's, so I guess they were probably okay with well, the swinging door. We weren't door. doing that. We weren't <laughs> Doing that. Hey, did you go the first time you went that. there? Did you get the stuffed focaccia? No, I didn't. You've not. I didn't. It. So you've been twice yeah, and have not gotten that. No, but we need to go back and get it. But I mean, I've I've got to knock off like five pounds first. I'm telling you, it's been Mardi Gras. Like I'm just about. Even though I was I was checking my steps, I was getting in you know, like over ten thousand steps a day. It wasn't enough. So I need to lean off, lean off the the, oh, the bread. This gorgeous. Don't believe her. Okay. <laughs> Listen, when the kids are in, though, when when the kids are in, it's a celebration. You know what I mean? I know. You know I mean? It is. So it is. Jack it. came in from Baton Rouge. Yeah. We had the whole the yeah. whole family together, all five of us at the house in New Orleans, and, and you know, John just cooking all their favorites. So That's he's got it. everything. Every time we walk in, he's got chicken curry one night. He's got lasagna the next night. And that's just food to have, like, when you walk back from Endymion, he wants to have something hot and ready to go. Like, that doesn't yeah. include all the other food. But, and um, I must say, he did throw our, out on the avenue for, like, tucks and stuff during that Saturday. He made Chasey ham sandwiches on little right. Hawaiian buns okay. with provolone and bib lettuce. And it was just Ooh, nice yummy. to have little... That it was really good. Yummy. It was you know in, wrapped individually, so because you know yeah. you're touching beads uh-huh. and stuff, and yeah. you know, so you could kind of grab the foil and just not have to touch the food and eat it. So that was good. And he made pork belly little sandwiches too, which was really good. But um, so well, yeah, you guys so are it just was having it was, the best old time as retirees, aren't you? <laughs> well, I'm not retired. I'm still <laughs> I'm still working. But even though he is retired, it's kind of like an ongoing joke around here because he still is busy nonstop. He's somehow finds some. I guess being you know with FedEx for thirty three years, he can't stay yeah. still. So and there always seems to be something to do. But I can say, admittedly, I do less housework now, so I can focus more on my <laughs> my job. And John does less stuff around the house. Not that he didn't before, wow. but it's nice. 
So yeah, so he so he cooked and we ate out. We on Mardi Gras day, it was just John and I because Anna. I don't was, want you to give me the list of all of them. You know that I don't get a lot of calls, so let's spread this oh. out. Call me <laughs> I'll again. I'll spread it out. Do one each day, and I'll look forward to it. Well, I'll do that. Well, I'll finish up with Hannah, even though we were so full and taking them leftovers, we did get dessert because we'd gotten that um, that chocolate uh, bandini, I believe it's called something chocolate bandini. We got that when we were there in January, and it was wonderful. So I was like, Annie, you've got to get this again. So we got it again, and I don't think it was as good this time as it was the last time, but it was still wonderful. But it, it's got like a sea salt. I'm a I'm a sea salt caramel kind of. I'm you a are? nut okay. when it comes to that. Oh okay. gosh, that's yeah, yeah that's my jam. Not. I'm a purist, so if it's sea salt uh. or that, then I'm not. But that sounds good if you like that sort of thing. Yeah, they didn't have as much as the sea salt on it this time, which is what I really loved last time was that contrast. And I feel like it's because when you 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 um you know slice into it or go into it with your fork, I think it was like softer, more like lava-ish like on the inside last time. And this time it was a little bit more solid mousse, but the flavor was still wonderful. There were no leftovers of that. Yeah. We did not bring any of that home. And um, and it was just it was just really a wonderful meal, and I'm glad we got to take her there. It's like, okay, we got to impress our little fruity daughter who's <laughs> eating in all these nice places in New York now. It's like, well, we're taking her to the hottest place now in New Orleans. I have what? one for her. Okay, it's called. Where does she live? Where does she live? She, well, she's in Brooklyn. Oh, she's in Brooklyn. You know, okay. anyone here okay. can't afford to live in New York yeah. City anymore. So yeah. Okay. All right. But well, I mean, she's in the city every day. Yeah, but this is kind of like way down, uh, down at the at the bottom. It's called Il Buco, B-U-C-O. I'm going to send Il you Buco. an email about it because somebody I know has got to go to Il Buco for me. Do you all ever get up there okay. to visit or does she only come here? Oh, as often as we can. Yeah. I figured you yeah, we go. did. Well, then the next we time we go all the time, all together, and like we try to, this is one yeah, we try to go like every, like we'll go as a family, like last year for Christmas, we all went together oh, as nice, a family. Nice. And that's like, but that's vacationing with five yeah. Campbells because we're not going to stay in her apartment. You know, it's like, oh, that's yeah. a lot, boys. Don't think that this is every year. But, you know, but the boys will take turns going up, like, so either every month that she's coming here or one of us is going there. Mm-hmm. So we kind of spread it out. So it's nice. Every but month? I'll tell her. Every she, month? That's so nice. Every, at, at, least, at least every six or, yeah, six weeks oh, or so. It's, it just worked out because I will Halloween about two years. About two years. You know, Halloween, she wanted to come home. A friend had never been here, so she came home. Christmas, she came home. Uh-huh. Mardi Gras, she, you know, uh-huh. and she does this thing, like where, you know, because she's got a dog. So she's like, anybody, my friends want to come stay um you know in new york for a week if you watch my dog you can stay at my place for free and they Sweet. jump on it and okay. yeah i know so it works out and that's, that's what her These brother's youngsters, like they sure know how to work things out don't they they I'm do i've got they a really niece do. watching like that they, they really do anyway she's going to right, your that that same thing all right well next right, time i'll tell you all about my with too many don't spoil me with too many in one call spread them out because i i need it all right talk to you I'll later spread it out. thanks Bye. Okay, well, no George today, so I'm going to just say nomenu.com is where you should go if you want to read about restaurants for 50 years. Tom has been covering 
the restaurant scene in New Orleans that long. There's thousands of pages there. Anything you want to know, you can type it right into the little space bar on the front page, and it will spit out a whole bunch of things that you can read and uh, should answer whatever questions you have. N-O-M-E-N-U.com. We do a newsletter twice a month. We have one coming out this weekend. You can sign up for the front page, top right-hand side of nomenu.com. That's where the better content is. But there's also new content that doesn't go up every day, but a couple of times a week on nomenu.com, places we've been eating. We have our Instagram, at the New Orleans Menu. We would love for you to follow us there. I'm going to post a picture from Pardo's last night. You can see that incredible uh, fried oyster dish that I was absolutely raving about in that obscenely delicious meal. Tell a friend about the show. We have fun. We like to find out about different things like the Noki pop-up coming up and all kinds of other things. The friend would be grateful if you told them about the show. WGSO New Orleans, time for the news. USA Network. Good night. Have a great weekend.